Rob Thompson, Mike Scharfenberg, game plan you today. We got a special guest with us uh, today, Michael Abramson, the general manager for the Hartford Yard Goats, one of the premier minor league baseball teams in the country. And uh, we'll talk about uh, that with him. So we'll bring him up in a little while. But first, we want to talk about some activities that we did last night. We had a uh, the first of our Summer Series Sports Tech um, Academy webinars that went off last night. And we had a panel discussion with some of our founders. Uh, we also had on a representative from the LA Rams, and we talked about how sports technology is woven into the fabric of sports industry right now. How are people watching, engaging, and consuming sports? It's such a big part of what's going to happen in the future of sports and how it's being utilized, part of, and ramping up the summer series. We're going to be offering every Monday night um, a sports technology academy. It's going to go for five consecutive Mondays, six. 6 p.m. East Coast Standard Time, starting on July 13th and running through August 6th. Um, you can register on GamePlanU.org. But the great thing about this, and, and when you go over there, go to the Career Connect tab. Um, the great thing about that, you're going to be able to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with executives from the industry, but also the founders and innovators in technology. So it's everything from gaming to betting to fantasy to esports to analytics to player performance, AI technology. It's running the gamut and it is global. So this is a place that I think for you, if you really want to discover this, the, this part of the industry, uh, this is a way for for you to kind of do that. So uh, I know, Mike, you were you were the host last night and uh, you did a great job. What's your takeaway from what we did last night? Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you allowing me to host, uh, you know, finally after eight months, got an opportunity. So um, I think the biggest thing you said earlier is yeah. just weaving sports technology, whether it's digital fan engagement, whether it's analytics, whether it's performance technology, whatever it is, it, it weaves all together into professional sport, into working for a team, a league, but also for working for working for sport tech startups, right? And those are the ones, a lot of them you don't hear about. They're not on your teamwork online, but they're out there. And the whole thing with what we're trying to do with our academy is, is give career seekers that opportunity. We want you to make the most informed decision that you can make when you look to, to start your career. I think a big thing for us too right now um, and, our, and our guests can can oppose, you know can agree with this, but um, no one's hiring right now. You know, if you're looking to get into sports, it's a very tough time. However, in the virtual space and the tech space, there are a lot of openings there with startups looking to make plays. So we want to get you in the game. Um, I think another key um, element of this academy is the networking component. Um, I know I stressed it last night, you know, three or four times, and you know I was pleased to see I got probably five to six LinkedIn messages. Uh, from career seekers, from you know veterans in the industry that just want to jump on a call and connect, um, and that's what it's all about. You know, we had uh, we were fortunate to have Jared Barnes from the uh, the manager of former player and marketing services with the LA Rams on last night, and you know he donated his time and was willing to connect and network with all of our guests. So um, just showing that, and that that was one webinar. We have all of that coming up, and we're excited to 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 get it rocking and rolling. 
thank you for, I know it's a very busy time for you, um, for the yard goats and for minor league baseball. And, you know, I appreciate you taking some time to, to jump on with us and, and to, uh, help out career seekers and share your story. Um, so how we'll get started. I think, um, it's always important for career seekers to understand, uh, especially in sports that your everyone's journey is going to be different into the industry. There's not just one pathway down. Um, and I know through our past conversations, uh, you know, when we were just chatting about our, our journeys, we both have pretty unique journeys. Um, so I would just love, you could take some time to, to share your story of how you started and how you got to where you are today you know, running one of the most successful minor league teams in the country. Sure. Um, so yeah, my, my story is a little bit different. You know, most people that you encounter who work in minor league baseball, minor league sports and sports in general, particularly these days are a sports management major. Um, when I was in school years ago, that really wasn't a major that was widely available. And frankly, working in sports wasn't something that I was interested in. Um, my first go around with college, I was a journalism major. Uh, that didn't work out. I didn't finish. I left for many years and I went back when I was a little bit older. Um, and I got a communications degree and I really wanted to work in radio at that time, which I ultimately did. Um, I started out sort of marrying journalism and radio together and I worked for uh, NPR for a couple of years. Um, and then I went on to manage a couple of small radio stations. Uh, from there, I went to work for a larger sports radio station, and I got into sales at that time. Um, and then from there, I went to work for a minor league baseball team, the Pawtucket Red Sox. Um, so it was really sort of an interesting, you know, path. Um, when you're living it in real time, it doesn't feel all that interesting. It's just opportunities come up. You hear about them here or there. You trust your gut. You go for it. Um, but in hindsight, you know, when I by the time I got here to Connecticut and we were the New Britain Rockcats at the time, soon to be the Hartford Yard Goats, um, I was um, a little bit older than most of the people that I was working with, um, and I sort of came in at a, a higher level in minor league baseball than you might traditionally. But um, all of those jobs prepared me in one way or another for this job that I have now. Um, interestingly enough, I'm always proud to say that that journalism almost prepared me best for management um, because the key to reporting the news is taking in four or five pieces of big information or 15 or 20 pieces of big information and breaking that down to the three, four, five most important things and then acting on those things. And that's really what management is. You have a hundred things flying at you at once. You've got to cut through um, you know, the fray and get to the important stuff and then figure out how to tackle the important stuff. Um, so that's my journey and I'm proud of it. Uh, I, I don't think it's over yet. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I don't know where I go from here, uh, whether in this career or somewhere else, but I'm pretty happy with where I am. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I think it's approaching just every day with an open mind, right. And just be willing to, to attack every opportunity that you have. And I think something, you know, as someone who's been able, had the privilege to work for you, I think one of the things you do really well is, is you're good with delegating responsibilities to, you know, putting people in different places and trusting them to do the job. So, you know, you can really focus on, like you said, the two, three things that you need to get done for the day. Um, so excellent. Um, so I'd like to pivot now just to, to the current times. And I think uh, with everything going on, it's very fitting. Um, it, especially as a new organization, but any organization in professional sports in any field as, a, as in that regard, 
Um, it's important to have contact and engage your your clientele, your customers, your fans. Um, so obviously at this time now with COVID and everything going on, it's been obviously challenging. You know, you can't have full stadiums anymore. Um, so what are some of the things that the Hartford Yard Goats have been doing to engage their fans during this time? Well, it's been super tricky. I mean, I'll, I'll start off by saying that this is the most unusual period of time I've ever lived in, and I'm 45 years old. Um, I would say the same is true for anybody younger than me, and I would say a lot of folks older than me. You know, it. I think it has sort of the sort of the social or the the worldly implications of being what I imagine it was like during the Great Depression. Not that we're in a Great Depression, but um, just this sort of stagnant position everybody's in. And, and nobody really knows what's happening next. It's very difficult to see around the corner because everything that's happening is so unique and it's happening to everybody at the same time. Um, so it's been really challenging, you know, I, because everybody was at home, and we, as employees, left the office in March, and we went home as well. Um, really, the only way you could engage your fan base was through social media. So we really kind of attacked that. There were a couple of community endeavors that we pursued. Um, we did some volunteer things, but again, it was tricky because everybody was supposed to be at home. So really, social media was where it was at. And um, our social media coordinator, uh, Daniel Chalinski, did a really great job of pulling together a, a large group of people who just brainstormed every single week and tried to think of all of these things that were different and interesting. And instead of just appealing to our standard target, um, some of the stuff we were doing was for little kids, some was for older folks, some were for families, and some were for groups of friends in their 20s. Um, it was really difficult um, for her because that's a lot of content. You know, when you have a regular baseball season, 95% of your work is done. It, it's a little bit hard to keep up social media in the off season sometimes. Not that hard because you can really talk about what's coming. When you don't have anything to talk about at all and you have to manufacture all that content, that's really difficult. Um, but I was very proud of the fact that most everyone I talked to commented on that and said that they really dug the the social media effort um, and that they did a lot of the things like scavenger hunts for families or, or school workbooks for kids that were yard goats themed. Um, so I'm pretty proud of that. And the tricky thing about right now is we have to find a way to continue that. And, you know, after a while, you feel like you run out of ideas. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just being innovative. And I know um, I, I love following what Danielle was doing. It was fantastic. Um, and it's tough because it, as a team like the Yard Goats and any team for that matter, you have such a diverse fan base of all different ages. So it's how are you going to interact um, with them and, and keep their day positive? You know, a lot of times the goal, right, is to to put a smile on people's face. You know, you can't do it with the with the product and the experience of baseball. So let's transition to social media. Yeah, it's not that in-person experience, but you got to do the best you can there. And I think you guys really have hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, so in the future, now I want to keep looking forward. Um, I, I know sports technology, um, as I'm sure you're aware, you get you know multiple different requests, I'm sure a week of people with different ideas of how they can you know make, make the team a better. Um, but in regards to sport technology, it's been coming, right? And I'm sure you've seen it throughout the past few years. Um, the pandemic, it's safe to say, has kind of pushed that forward uh, and really brought that to the forefront. So 
what are some things and innovations that you see moving forward in regards to the in-stadium experience for fans? Um, well, first of all, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think that the big winner in the pandemic is is all things really kind of digital interaction. You know, I, I think, unfortunately, that um, the pandemic is probably going to advance the, the downturn of retail stores in general. I think probably a lot of people got comfortable shopping online that hadn't been um, and just using a variety of online services. Um, it, you know, I think that you're going to see technology integrated into sports um, for the game itself. I mean, I, I think we're in a place now where you're going to see some of using baseball, for instance, some of the ideas of using more computerized pieces of the game involved a little bit more quickly, you know, like the, the robot umpires, for instance, um, and just, you know, a couple of other pieces of sort of technology that sort of track the game in the way that, you know, humans used to. I think you'll see a little bit of that. Um, more so, I think you're going to see people continue to clamor for a way to interact digitally with the game itself. So a lot more app-based games and interactions, ordering food in your seat um, probably is going to make a huge advancement when we all open back up because that will be much simpler, especially if people have to be spaced a certain way a lot easier to not have them standing in a, a line waiting for food. Um, so I think you'll see a lot of that on a on a bigger scale. I really do personally believe that um, the gaming industry is probably the future of venue entertainment. You know, I really do believe that whether it's in 20, 30 or 40 years, people are going to go to venues like ours to watch people play video game versions of baseball and football and world of Warcraft and um, things like that on a big screen. And your stars will be the people who are playing those games and they will have a variety of different personalities like sports athletes do now. And like boy bands do, for instance, it's all going to be curated. Um, and then that will have a complete digital interactive component by which you won't even need to be there. You know, you can either be there in person or you can be viewing it roughly the same way with the VR headset at home, which, by the way, I think is also going to make a, a quick and huge advancement in how we watch sports. You know, there is already a product out there now where they're testing with the NBA where you can really kind of watch the game back and forth in real time with the VR headset as if you were sitting courtside. Um, so I think all of those things are definitely going to speed up as a little bit of this process. I think I think that a lot of people will start to think that that's more important than they used to. I'm personally not a fan of all of that. I would like to see the human experience continue. Um, but if this is the new normal and we are looking at a rash of viruses every few years to keep people in their homes, et cetera, uh, a lot of this is going to have to be figured out pretty quickly. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I, I am, I'm one of those people that you can't replace you know, an in-stadium experience, you know, hugging strangers and, and going nuts with a whole crowd of people when, when a play happens. You can't experience that from home. And I, but, you know, I'm also, uh, you know, of the mindset that it's coming and we're going to have to embrace it because there's nothing we can do. I think the eSport point is fantastic. Um, it, it's what is so appealing about eSports is you can be a professional from a young age and it can, everybody can be involved in that. You know, it doesn't matter what size, race, gender, it doesn't matter, age, you can, you can get involved in esports. So I think 
it's an, another one of those things where you have to to accept it's coming, embrace it, and uh, get ready to you know for when it hits. Um, so I think now I'd like to pivot to in regards to your fan base. Um, what ha- you know, I know it's been different, and it it, it will definitely differ by the age range and demographic, but what has been the overall response from your fan base, your clients to COVID in regards to their interest and urge to come back to the ballpark once that's physically possible? Um, you know, it's tough to say because there, there haven't been a lot of conversations, you know, like I said before, we're not the only ones who are in a holding pattern. Virtually the entire world was in a holding pattern. Um, we're just beginning to have more of those conversations now, you know, I can see by our social media that there are a lot of people who are kind of clamoring to get back. Um, and then there are going to be some people who are hesitant, you know, it's at the end of the day, coming out to a baseball game at a venue like ours, isn't a whole lot different than the way people are approaching going to the beach or going out to restaurants and outdoor or indoor seating you've got a bunch of people who are taking things very seriously and they'll continue to wear their masks and they're going to be cautious. And you have a faction of people who are very excited just to get back to what their normal was. Um, so I think we'll, I think we'll fight that battle here a little bit. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like at all. Nobody does at this point, you know, it, it, I, it, things are so different now than they were four months ago. I don't know what they're going to look like in six months. Um, but I do believe that, for every person that decides they're not comfortable coming out to a public venue, this this assuming no vaccine, which would take care of a lot of these ills, um, I think you're going to have two people who are so excited to go out and experience something fun and something public and something social that I do believe will continue to be successful and sell out all of our games the way we did before. I think our demographics just going to look a, lo- a little bit different. I agree. And I think if the one bright spot out of all of this, if there's any, is I think a lot of us realized how much, how important sports is to us. Right. And, you know, you have three hours to come together. It doesn't matter. Political party view, race, it doesn't matter. We come together for, for one common view. You know, what I would give right now for, you know, a Yankees Orioles game, you know, and we're in July where it really, you know, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But right now, you know, we'd give anything for that. So I think that's a great point. Uh, and I think when you said things are different, I completely agree. You know, four months ago, we were, you know, in the office gearing up for the 2020 season. And, you know, the last four months we've been home. And I think um, to get back to the core mission of of this podcast is to help out career seekers, right? And their journey to the industry. So I would love to get your perspective now on what advice would you give to those, you know, seniors in college that just graduated or someone looking to make a pivot in their career, what advice would you give them to do? What can they do right now to position themselves best when things, we get a vaccine or things open up and teams start hiring again? Sure. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is going to be a very, very difficult time getting a job or an internship, a job shadow or anything of that nature um, for the foreseeable future. You know, certainly this year is probably a non-starter for virtually anybody because most venues are shut down or, or playing with a much more limited staff, et cetera. Um, couple that with the fact that there's just so many challenges with bringing in new people and you're, you're getting the people you already have comfortable with the new processes of wearing masks, social distancing, et cetera. So 
it is going to be a very difficult time right now. Unfortunately, I do believe next year is going to be a very difficult year as well. Um, I don't think that we are going to rebound perfectly next year and everything is going to look the same um, because for all of those teams that don't play this year, some of the the revenues they had from this year, they'll get to keep for next year, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be making that revenue next year. Um, again, we don't know exactly how many people are going to be allowed in the ballpark. If we have a rough winter and spring with COVID, we could be looking at a thousand people in a ballpark instead of our standard six to 7,000 per night. I just don't know, but um, I just don't think that bodes well for job seeking. In terms of what people can do right now, um, again, it's so tricky because my go-to is just get any sort of a job in the venue around the sport that you can, even if it means going to sell popcorn, but talk to the people who work there, get to know them a little bit. Um, I've had probably a, a really big uptick in people um, reaching out to me, asking for conversations, for career advice, that sort of thing. I've always responded to that because I would have wanted somebody to respond to me and I'm happy to help that way. That is something that you can do. It, it you know, It's a little bit, nobody's going to have any great answers right now, but they can tell you what traditionally they're looking for, what traditionally your best chances are. Um, as a job seeker, the best thing you can do for yourself right now is to make sure that you are open geographically. Um, that's not for everybody. You know, I, I wouldn't want to move to another state, move away from my parents right now at my age and my kids in their school. Um, but if you are looking for a job, you need to be really willing to go anywhere that will have you. Um, and then additionally, just you got to open up the types of jobs you're considering. So I know you and I are very sales oriented. We both know that most people aren't interested in working in sales. Um, get interested in working in sales because that's probably going to be your best opportunity to work in sports in the near term. 100%. I mean, I, I always love saying it, but even if you're not a sales person, you're going to have to get good at sales because you got to sell yourself to get a job. So get into it. And if you don't like it, it could be your foot in the door. And if you impress an organization, they'll find a spot for you in a department that you want to be in. Um, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with the, with the big, you know, with the LinkedIn conversations and, and just making the effort to, to go above and beyond and don't ask for a job. Don't ask for an interview. Just have a conversation, learn about the organization, how it works. Those connections are going to take you a long, long way. I mean, one of the things with, with the yard goats and how I, I, you know, you guys welcome me into the family. I just had a normal conversation one day with Josh Montaneri and we just, we had a great conversation about sales, about the organization and one thing led to another. So fantastic advice there. Um, thank you again for, for taking the time. I know it's a, it's been a busy, busy couple months, busy, busy last week. I think if you take one thing away from this conversation to everyone out there listening, um, Mike is extremely open. One of the best, uh, people in the industry, I know he, he reached out, I reached out to him my sophomore year of college just for advice about a project. And that was the first time we connected, we stayed in contact. So he's willing to give you the time, uh, reach out to him on LinkedIn and I'm sure he'd love to, to have a conversation with you. I apologize for jumping in on your party boys. I know you guys could go for another hour or so, but, um, Mike, we appreciate your time again. And, uh, thanks, thanks for the, um, for the time you spent today. And I know it's been difficult for everybody in the industry, certainly today, no different. And uh, we, we don't look past that. And we, we de deeply appreciate that. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. On behalf of Mike, Mike and Rob here, you're watching Game Plan You today. Thanks everybody for joining us and we'll catch you next time. Take care.